All right, everybody, welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers are fresh off of a very important divisional win and all the more important because it was against the hated Cleveland Browns. And uh, boy, you know, for for really not being much of a rivalry, it sure is nice beating them this time around, but uh I guess it's nice beating them anytime, but you know, be that as it may, they will uh, now travel out west to take on the Arizona Cardinals, and and we'll talk a little bit about the Cardinals here towards the end of the show. But uh, we need to spend a lot more time talking about uh, what took place on Sunday, the performance of uh, Mister Duck Hodges, and uh, a whole lot more. And uh, joining me tonight, of course, is Mister Ben Anderson. Uh, ben, how are things going for you this fine evening? Just fine. Well, yeah, it's a fine evening, so fine, fine. Yeah, that's yep. good. Yeah. Uh, your your initial thoughts on the game uh, on Sunday uh, at Heinz Field? Well, it's not so much beating the Browns. Um, it's it's beating Browns fans that I think <laughs> Pittsburghers care about, and it's um, it is. it's beating Browns fans, obnoxious Browns fans who started feeling themselves because they went seven, eight, and one, almost 500. And then uh, on top of that, brought in a bunch of talent via free agency and trades Mm -hmm. and thought that they were going to be, you know, world beaters, 12 and four Super Bowl. It's definitely, it's in the cards. It's going to happen. And right now they're staring them down the barrel at a losing season. Um, You know, that part, I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't satisfying. It is. But, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's still yeah. the Browns. I mean, I still – when we got done with the game, I was like, yeah, whatever. When did they play the Ravens? Because that – Right. The Ravens game is going to be a challenge. And, you know, that's that's really going to be – that's going to be the decider for the division. And, and honestly, the Ravens will probably win the division outright. Obviously, they're, they're the one seed right yeah. now in the AFC. Yeah. The Steelers are the sixth seed. But – uh the the team the Steelers need to concern themselves with in the division at least, yeah, is is Baltimore, not Cleveland. Um, sorry, I mean Cleveland is now thirty five seven and one. The new Browns, excuse me, they are seven thirty five and one versus Pittsburgh. Uh, and you know Ben Roethlisberger has has more wins than any <laughs> other quarterback in First Energy Stadium. That's in Cleveland. And, and you know, it's Browns just quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, more than the Browns quarterbacks still to this day. So, you know, I'm sure that eventually if if Mayfield hangs around there, he'll eventually get more than more wins yeah. than Roethlisberger yeah. has. But he doesn't have it yet. No. And, you know, talk about a guy who's talked a lot and not really accomplished anything yet. He just needs to shut up and play. He's another one. I mean, there, there are a handful of guys in that team that just yap a lot and really mm-hmm. haven't done much. So, yeah. It's satisfying. It is. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean that much. Nah, nah, it, it, it really doesn't. It puts things back into their proper place in perspective. And, uh, um, you know, it, what's the report I saw already today that Odell Beckham Jr. wants out and they said they would accommodate it and everything else? I mean, you, 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 have, you, can, you can collect all the talent in the world, but if if you – have a group of guys and they aren't all on the same page. It's just not going to matter. And, Beckham, you know, Beckham today. And I, and I, I really, I can't, 
guys that guys that sit up in front of the media and say, you know, I'll just let God's God's plan unfold. Mm-hmm. No, man, that's not God's plan. That's you making decisions, you deciding mm-hmm. you don't want to be a place and either being a pain in the ass or asking for a trade. So, you know, that 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 wasn't up to God. That that's something that you decided. Don't don't try and make it out to be like there was some kind of divine intervention and 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 that's why you moved on from New York or from Cleveland. It it it, it it's just Cleveland, and I don't want to spend any more time talking about that part of it because uh, we, we'd be wasting our time and breath. But uh, it it is comical at times. I I just you know, I, I, and there are like every fan base. There are some tremendous morons, and there are also some some good people too that understand it. They get it, uh, but but yeah, this was satisfying from that point of view. Um, what what did you think of uh, Duck Hodge's performance on uh, on Sunday? Well, what kind of? I mean, how are we how are we rating his performance? Are, are well, we rating it based upon the low expectations we have for an undrafted free agent? who wasn't any, even an FSB player, or are we rating it? Are we saying, okay, the standard is a standard. Compared to Ben Roethlisberger, how did he perform? I, th- I think you have to look at his performance like this. Did he do anything that that was going to cause the team to lose the game? Did he manage the game? Did he get people where they needed to be? Did he make throws when he needed to make throws? You know, and and I guess we can say that about a lot of quarterbacks. But when when you have a kid that doesn't have the arm strength that that other quarterbacks do, and it's it's very obvious when he throws the ball, you can just tell. Um, you know, and he doesn't have the big size to stand back there and sling it. Um, you know, what what did you think when you when you were done watching that game? Did did you think? Hey, you know what? This is a guy I think we can win a few more games with, or is this is this a guy that has to has to hold this down until Mason Rudolph has got his head straight? Well, he did throw an ugly pick, and it, it he said he said it was his fault, and it looked to me like like Deontay Johnson kind of gave up on the route. Agreed. Um, like he thought it was going one place, and when the ball didn't go that direction, he stopped running after it. So. Um, I don't really know. I mean, and we're we're never really going to know for sure. And no. it's not, you know, the Steelers won the game, so we're we're not going to invest any time and in, into trying to figure it out. But uh, yeah, I saw he made a couple of of bad decisions in the pocket mm-hmm. as well, where he ran toward the pursuit, mm-hmm. um, a couple of times, and you know there were some other rookie mistakes, you know, where it's like you know if he would have placed the ball better, this worked out. You know, little things like that. Overall, I mean, I, I give it about a B minus. Uh, you know, can we win some more games with a guy? Probably, maybe. But you know, for the people that are out there saying that this guy is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's successor, <laughs> I really hope not because they need to find somebody better. He's just he's not an NFL starter. He's he's not. No. And. No. You know, if if that's what we're counting on to to carry us into the future, we are going to be very, very sorry that decision was made. I I thought that number one, I give him credit for taking the responsibility for uh, the interception because you know quarterbacks by nature um, sometimes like to spread the the blame around, but, but if you're taught at a young age, good quarterbacks, uh, coaches, just good coaches in general, 
they they teach the quarterback whether whether the snap is bad and it doesn't even hit your hands and it's a fumble or a situation like this you take the blame you you want the team to see that you're you're just a guy uh working hard trying to do things that everybody else is and and you do you have to be a leader you take you take the blame even though maybe it's not your fault i i thought from watching the film i thought that that johnson just gave up on the route period and a report but uh, you know, so I, I like that part about him. His his overall performance, you know, you you mentioned uh, in the pocket, he has a very bizarre pocket presence. He he doesn't step up in the pocket. He tends to kind of flush out, um, and and that creates problems because this line is so used to blocking for a Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and, and to a lesser degree, Mason Rudolph and and both of those big guys are are a little better at stepping up, whereas Duck likes to to kind of spin out, and that spins him right into defenders at times. And and I, I'm you know that's not something that's just going to change in a week either. He's going to have to really work on that during his his off season stuff. But I, I'm with you. I would put it down as a as a B minus type thing. You know, some people will say that. The, the throw to James Washington, ah, well, he got lucky because Washington made a good play. It should have been picked. Well, you know what? It wasn't, okay? It, just like Juju, you know, if he wouldn't have fumbled against Baltimore and if Connor doesn't fumble against San Francisco, you know what? Those things happen. Yeah, there were two passes to yeah. Washington. Which one do you mean? The one in the end zone? The, the one that went for the touchdown, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't think that was a bad pass at all. I, I didn't I, either. No, I thought it was fine. Time, fact, but, yeah. A little tiny bit, but Washington had already tracked the ball in the air, and he was being pulled on from behind and still managed to come down with it. Actually, Washington was interfered with on that play and still made the catch. Yeah. So, you know, I I thought it was the throw was fine. I mean, he was in position, and the DB knew it, knew he was beat, so he pulled on him. Yeah, I mean, and, and he, he did. He kind of interfered with him on, on two different occasions there. Um and, and, you know, credit to Washington. It was a great catch, and, and the dude has some ridiculously uh, long arms and strong hands. So, um, and, and he's <laughs> – Washington has picked up his game um, in the last couple of weeks. You know, he's had, he's had two very huge touchdowns for the has team. Has he really? Has he picked up his game, or, or is the quarterback uh, delivering the ball to him? Because well, I'll tell you, fair question. He, I, yeah, he, he was getting open. Perform, he was yeah. getting open after week two. He really was, and mm-hmm. the guy that was delivering the ball was missing him when he was open, yeah. and and frequently throwing the ball behind him when he was targeting him, and so that you know, and I'm, I'm speaking to Mason Rudolph about Mason Rudolph, right? Uh, that was really the issue, and I've I've been telling people this since since Seattle. I mean, basically, the wide receivers are getting open. The problem was Mason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we saw one of his major problems is being able to get the ball out in front of receivers. And, and yep. he just doesn't. He just doesn't. Um, throws a pretty deep ball at times, but but we're talking about plays over the middle. We're talking about comebacks and stuff, and, and uh, especially those short crossing routes. He's got to get the ball out in front and let those guys go get it. Um but and I think Duck does that very well. His arm isn't as strong, but at least he 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 times things well and gets the ball out there. And um, I thought they did a nice job too of uh, of Duck recognizing when nothing was there. He knew each time where his back was. He he knew whether it was Samuels or whomever. He knew immediately where it was, and he did a good job of dumping that off. And I I think that's a credit to the kid because that that's not easy. You know, if you don't really study things. 
um, that that you're doing offensively, then sometimes that can get kind of lost in the mix. And I, I thought he did a pretty good job of that. Um, what, what's your take on this running game right now? Because we found out today James Conner's not going to go again this week. Um, and and I, I just think it just continues to put the icing on his cake that he's he's just not going to be a running back one for the Steelers. He's never going to get that kind of money. He just can't stay healthy. That aside, is the running game right now, is it is it a, a decent running game? What, what, what do you think of it? The running game itself is okay. I mean yeah. – They've got the components they need to do everything using multiple pieces. It would be nice if if one of those pieces was more versatile, you know, um, mm-hmm. where you had a guy who could play all three downs. That would be ideal, obviously. But, you know, Snell is really a, a, a between-the-tackles runner. Samuels is not at all a between-the-tackles guy. He really is a guy you need to get out on the edge. You know, um, he works best on counters and misdirection. Um, and Kareth White is a little guy. He's a scat back. You know, he's yeah. he's a guy that that has got great bursts, and you'd love to see him out, you know, on the second level and see what he can do. Um, and then you got Trey Edmonds, who eh, mm-hmm. really isn't anything to write home about. Um, the thing that I that really concerns me is the inability of the running back room to pick up the blitz. Yeah, they are not good. It yep. is ugly. I mean, and, and when you, especially when you go from uh, a Le'Veon Bell, who was outstanding at picking up the blitz, yep. to these guys, it's it's not good. And James Conner even is, you know, and he's not like he's not he's not in Bell's class in terms of picking up the blitz, but he's no. he's pretty good. And him being out really hurts that unit when they're in obvious passing situations and there's a blitz because these guys can't, they just can't do it. And it's not like they don't have the size. I don't know what the issue is, but they're not getting it done. Um, And, you know, as we talked about last week, people, people love duck because when he makes mistakes, he makes them at full speed, but he's still making mistakes and he is running. (coughs) He's running away from his blocker into the pursuit right and getting sacked instead of stepping instead of stepping up so the problem there is twofold right now and it starts in my mind with the running backs improving and picking up the blitz they really need to do that in order to slow things down and and give duck a minute excuse me a second longer mm-hmm. to to get the ball out where it's supposed to be and it's not like that kid you know plays with any fear so i'm not worried about him <laughs> no holding on to it for too long or anything like that i'm not trying to imply that but he just um he isn't his his movement in the pocket isn't great yet let's just put it that way no it's it's not it, it's um it, it's unique and like i said he doesn't step up like a, a like you want your traditional quarterback to do and well and i mean he's only six feet tall i mean yeah you, if, yeah. if you, I mean, barely over that if you do that and you're trying to look over a bunch of guys that are six five or Al who's six ten, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, your tendency is going to be to roll around and not roll up inside, but to, to to try and roll back further back or roll out so you got a, a a clear view of the field. So I get it, but it's got to improve one way or the other. It's got to be something that the the line and and the running backs, the guys that are protecting him, can work with. 
So they've all got to work on it as a group, I guess. Well, they do. I mean, you, you as a lineman, as a unit, you've got to realize that, that you've got a different guy back there. Um, and, and you try to adjust as he tries to adjust. And, you know, hopefully it comes together. And, and you know, as far as the running backs, uh, there's a reason that backs on backers is one of the big hits of training camp every year. And, um, you know, Tomlin knows the importance of having running backs that can pick up blitzes. And, and you know, it's one thing to get there. It's a whole other thing to be able to actually do it. And as you said, these guys just aren't doing it on a consistent enough basis. Um let me ask you, uh, you know, the Steelers rank uh, dead last right now in red zone offense. Um, and I, I thought there was a play that just epitomized that ranking when they tried to run Benny Snell. I want to say it was on a second down play. They tried to run him out to the left. And and number one, it almost looks like he just decided to go wide. It looks like the hole was supposed to be inside, but he just took it out to the left. And he is just not an outside-the-tackle guy. I, I mean, why even design something like that down there? Was, was that was that a classic Todd Haley move where it's, I'm going to try to prove that I'm I'm trickier and smarter than you? I mean, what what is Fickner doing down there? No, I thought. It was exactly what you said when I saw it live and then mm-hmm. I watched it later. It still didn't – I didn't change my mind. Um, I thought that Snell saw one thing and the rest of the line was trying to block another direction. And yeah. it was like, yeah. well, eh, you maybe you should have taken it the way that the guys were trying to block it instead of like trying to ad-lib. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've been really bad in the red zone. I mean, they've just been awful. And a lot of it I attribute, again, to Mason. I don't want to put it all on him, but, yeah, a lot of it has been. And, yeah, some of it's been Randy Fickner and his predictable play calling. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a difficult offense to defend, and, and he's got to make it better. But, honestly, the guy that kind of did that before was Ben. So, you know – and Ben can do some things. Ben can do some things off schedule that -hmm. you have to contend with and plan for and have contingencies in place for. So it keeps the defense off balance, right? Where with the the other quarterbacks, that threat isn't really there. You know, it is a little bit Mm -hmm. more with, with Hodges than, than it was with, with Rudolph, but it's not there to the same level because, you know, that guy, can also run all over the place, but he he's six five and he's got a big arm. So right. let's say he rolls to his right, he can still throw across his body to the left. Yeah, yeah, that's just not going to happen with uh, with Rudolph or or Devlin right now. So right, um, I, I I do like uh, the how they're trying to incorporate Deion Kane. I, I forgot, you know, I remember when he was at Clemson, but he's a big kid. Uh, I, I, and I forgot about that. And I, I did like the fact that they tried to tried to find him in the end zone on kind of a little fade route there. But, um, I, you know, I, with Juju likely to be out again, I think he's going to get some snaps again this week too. So they're, yeah. they're, they're clearly trying to do some things and um, but, but yeah, the play calling has got to get, got to get more creative, more inventive, or, or, or maybe really what it is is just, you know, stop trying to do what these guys aren't built to do. Um, if, if Benny Snell's a between the tackles guy, then run him between the tackles and, and just the opposite for Samuels. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, again, we're, we're going up against a defense this weekend, uh, in Arizona, 32nd in the league, dead last, dead last against the pass, fairly respectable against the run. 
Um, you know, so I, I, I'm anxious to see what, what Feekner, uh, does with him. And, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but you're listening to the steel city blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26 shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And right now you can get the Minka safety shirt, uh, well, just for a few more days, I think it uh, gets pulled off off the uh, website there on Sunday. And as you know, these are great quality shirts and very, very comfy and great price. And eight bucks from every shirt goes to something very, very important uh, in the Pittsburgh area. These guys are phenomenal, despite the fact that they're Bills fans. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, the defense, Ben, um, TJ Watt today was named AFC defensive player of the month. Uh, I had to laugh. Cam Hayward was asked what he thought about that. And he kind of, he said he should be player of the year or something to that effect. And he, as demonstratively as he said it, it was pretty funny. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, what did you see on Sunday? I mean, this defense isn't perfect, and I, I don't think anybody presumes that it is. That it is. Um, but, man, there's some good things going on with that defense right now. Yeah, I – look, I tweeted something on, on Sunday, and I stand by it. This is not mm-hmm. an elite defense, not yet. Oh, no, no. Okay. Um, they're on the rise, but when a defense gives up 91 yards against – the run in the first half of a football game that's not an outstanding defense i'm sorry that was a home game now granted they made a lot of adjustments in the second half they came back out and they gave up like 15 yards or something it was it was much better much much better and they've been very good against the pass but then there are other things you need to take into consideration for example the steelers defense and this is startling or was to me Mm-hmm. Steelers defense um, nets five sacks per game when they play at home, which is great. It's outstanding. It's number <laughs> one in the league far and away, right? Awesome. Great. But yeah. when, they're, when they're on the road, it's 1.6 sacks per game, which is 30th compared wow. to other teams when they play on the road. So, I mean, it's just it's, it's things along those lines when you're digging into the Steelers D. Mm-hmm. Um, they allow 30.7% of uh, third down conversions to go for first downs when they're right. at home, which is number six in the NFL. Mm-hmm. On the road, they allow 43.1%, which is 22nd in the NFL. Um, their I, passing I would... TDs are higher when they're on the road. <laughs> yeah. Their, uh, their completion percentage to opponents is actually a little bit lower on the road, believe that or not. Um it's things along those lines. Takeaways well, are lower. Their takeaways, they still average two takeaways per game on the road, which is great. But at home, it's three. Now, so it's, 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 it's it clearly, it stands out yeah. that they seem to play better at home than they do on the road. And that that first half performance on Sunday kind of had me going, okay, these guys, you know, Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they're just not getting it done. And then they, they went in and they made some adjustments. They talked about it. Turned Tomlin it actually went to the chalkboard, or I guess the dry erase board, yeah. and wrote it up. They said he went high school. He went straight high school. He wrote it up what they were going to do in the second half. And they changed it. And, you know, things worked out. And the offense actually stood up, I thought, in the second quarter and, and tied the game up, made it 10-10 when they went in. 
Oh, it was huge. And that was huge. That was a big deal. It was a big, big deal. And then in, in the end, winning the game came down to that. But yes, there are some good things going on there. I agree with you. TJ's having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, Dupree is having a pretty good season. Uh, you know, we've talked about that. Yeah, it's his fifth year. Um, I don't want to get too excited about it. I will tell Steelers fans right now, unless there's a new CBA before free agency starts in March, in March, it is a mathematical impossibility that Bud yeah. Dupree comes back. It just can't yeah. happen. And, and, and it's because they cannot create enough room. They cannot restructure contracts next year because the CBA is expiring. So he's not coming back. He's as good as gone. And so is Hargrave. I'll tell you guys that right now, straight up, it just isn't going to happen this year. They, yeah, cannot, I, they cannot play any games no. with, with the contracts to create space aside from cutting players. You know, Mark Barron's probably gone, but that's not going to make enough room. So well, you it know, it was, it, it was interesting. Uh, somebody asked Mark Cavalli, uh, the athletic of that, and he, he thinks it's not a foregone conclusion that Barron's gone. He does think it is that Shaquille's gone, which I do agree with. I, I don't see any way he's back at that. You know, they can save, what, five million bucks with him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the reality. Um, and, and, you know, Dupree is going to command some pretty big money if his – uh, play continues to be what it has been and and where it's going and Javon Hargrave um, very unheralded performance on Sunday he he had some huge plays uh, yeah, nice and, game. yeah I mean I just I just cringe every time he makes a big play I just cringe thinking that he's going to be in in somebody else's uniform next year um, you know those those defensive stats you were talking about were kind of interesting um I'm thinking about the road games. You know, we, we obviously had to play at New England. We've played at San Francisco. Um, I would also be curious to know what the stats, the defensive stats were like at the Chargers game, just simply because that that was basically a home game. Uh, not only was the crowd 80% Steelers, but they also played Renegade. <laughs> so, well, uh, they played a little bit, and then they rickrolled us. Right, right. I, I just wonder if, you know, I know we're going to see a very pro Steelers crowd on Sunday in Arizona. We almost always do. Um, I, I'm just curious to see how those stats add up because they are fascinating how different they are between home and away. Um, I, I did, I in, in my morning quick hitters today, I, I did have to mention Steve Nelson, and, and it's a guy I haven't mentioned nearly enough. Um it, it's it's just really good what he's done. I, I, I thought, okay, all right, nice signing. I, I don't know how crazy I am about it, but he has done a really, really good job, and not just he's, in coverage, but, but tackling as well. Yeah. He's been their best free agent acquisition in years. He, he really, really has. has. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Joe Hayden, okay, yeah, yeah, right. pretty outstanding free agent acquisition, but that was just luck. I mean, basically – the guy got cut. He'd already decided where he was going to go before he even left Cleveland. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was easy. I mean, it was basically sign him or don't. It wasn't like, you know, there was any competition even for it. Um, but, yeah, Steven Nelson, that this was a huge free agent signing. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it makes up for all of their other gaffes or anything like no, that, no. people that, that hate Kevin Colbert. But. That one was big, um, where Mark Barron really hasn't been what they hoped he would be or no. what I hoped he would be either. So, um, you know, I I believe he's gone. He's expensive. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be a backup. And he's not, he's not uh, 
performing at a very high level. So that's no, kind of the kiss of death in the NFL. Yeah, being able to perform very important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of an important thing there for sure. Um, looking uh, ahead to the Cardinals this weekend, they uh, they got roughed up pretty good by the LA Rams, um, thirty four to seven at home in Arizona. And um, you know, Ian was talking today in our group chat that uh, you know Kyler Murray is not used to losing. Um, I think they said he never lost in high school. I think he lost, lost a total of three games at Oklahoma and, and now he's already lost eight this year at Arizona and, and he didn't, didn't take it real well, getting beat the way that they did. Um, what worries you going into this game playing on the road in Arizona against a, a, a young, uh, talented yet inexperienced quarterback? Well, <sighs> First of all, that it's on the road, and the Steelers yeah. don't don't traditionally pl- perform well on long road games, mm-hmm. uh, long road trips. And second, you know, the defense is, as I've already outlined, not as strong on the road. Yeah, they're not. Um, and this is a this is an offense. Let me put it this way. This is an offense that if it actually worked would be very difficult to prepare for. The problem they're having in Arizona is their offense isn't working because they're not firing on all cylinders. Their offensive line is terrible. Uh, Their quarterback is frustrated. Um, Kingsbury's uh, offense is atypical, to put it lightly. Right. It's not like anything you're going to see anyplace else. And so guys are having a hard time adapting to that and learning the terminology, not just the terminology, but the timing, everything else that goes into it, and then executing it properly. So there are all kinds of of discombobulated there, and that's why it's not working. The thing that I'm afraid of is that they're going to get their act together. They're going to get yeah. their shit together, and yeah. they're going to be playing the Steelers. And the Steelers are going to go, oh, man, we were not expecting this. You know, we mm-hmm. We saw this on film. They couldn't do it right. They keep trying to do it anyway. And that's the thing that that would bother me going against that offense. Against their defense, nothing bothers me. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I their defense is terrible. Uh, uh, horrible. Yeah, and it's bad. So it's bad. My, my game plan going in there would be, well, I mean, clearly the the weakness on this team is the defense. Let's attack that. Mm-hmm. Let's play ball control football, keep away. And even though it's not like we're really afraid of this offense, let's just play it that way. And then if this offense does get their act together, it doesn't matter because they're not going to have the ball long enough. We're going to beat them that way. Well, you know, obviously you don't want to say to to Duck, um, hey, Duck, you know, this is the 32nd ranked pass defense. Uh, We're going to throw it 45 times. That's not going to happen. Um, so you still, as you said, you still want to control the clock. You still want to run the football with Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, and and the occasional uh, Kareth White uh, run. Um, I do think this week you're going to see, and we started to see it a tad last Sunday, I think you're going to start seeing Vance McDonald a little bit more because the Cardinals are the worst defense in the league at, at uh, defending tight ends. They've given up 13 touchdowns. 
uh, almost a thousand yards, uh, which is like 120 more than the next closest team uh, when it comes to covering tight ends. So I'm thinking they'll definitely try to expose that a little bit. Maybe even get Nick Vanette involved. Maybe you use Jalen Samuels a little bit, you know, kind of on that that tight slot or the wing, you know, off the tight end. I mean, he's got experience kind of doing that from college. So, you know, I, I think it's in plus those are fairly um, high percentage type throws for Hodges to be able to make too, especially if it's, if it's over the middle, you know, just out to the right, just out to the left type thing. So I I'm hopeful of that. Their defense does not worry me, but anytime we go on the road, Ben, you, as you said, it, it, it just, you get that feeling in your gut, you know, especially if it doesn't start well and it's like, Oh God, here we go again. Um, they have had a little success in Arizona um, in recent years. They, we've really only played out there a handful of times. Um, uh, but you know, I'm hopeful Murray, Murray is the one guy. I just hope he doesn't start running all over the place. We miss tackles. He gets open receivers because coverage breaks down. Those are the types of things that, that worry me going up against a, a team like this. I agree. I agree. That's, you know, it's always a concern. I mean, maybe yeah. he could just pull some things out that are completely off script because he's got that athletic ability. I am not sure. But like I said, that the offense is clearly more dangerous than their defense. And that mm-hmm. being the case, I attack that defense. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I like our receivers right now. I, I mean, obviously Juju's not there, but um, I, I I think Johnson continues to grow a little bit each week. I think Washington, um, you know, and I, I I think Deion Kane gets more opportunities. Tevin Jones, man, what a great catch he had on Sunday. Yeah, uh, he did that. Did that nice one, whoo! I mean, it was uh, it was one of those balls where it was the in the only place it could be. He got decked and he still hung on to that sucker. Uh, yep. So he he's been impressive too. And and I just think you know you just you take care of the football. Um, take care of the football, run the ball, you know, limit the penalties. We've got uh, Ron Torbert is your official this week. And his crew, um, we've only seen him once. He was in uh, Pittsburgh for the Dolphins game. Uh, I think 14 total penalties, uh, nine of which went against us. But ironically, his crew always calls more against the home team. I was reading that today. So um, that'll be kind of fascinating to see how that works out. But um yeah, I, I'm. I always, I always defer to Ian on those on those things, you know. Yeah, when, yeah. Questions I, I, of, of the officials because yeah. he holds grudges and he remembers things. <laughs> and he knows things about crews, and I'm like, how do you even, like, how do you hang on to this stuff? How do you know it? He he does. How how do you assimilate yeah. that? How do you uh, what? He he can remember a holding call from a game in like 2001 that cost the Steelers a first down. I know. <laughs> it is it's it's just incredible how he does that but uh um what was the other thing i i was just going to mention you know too uh both teams have good kickers um gonzalez has has only missed three out of 29 boswell uh has missed two out of 25 and you know with both teams literally sucking in the red zone uh it could come down to to kicking so you know, it looks like, like kind of a draw right there. But um, let me ask you this, just just off the side here. You know, Baltimore's got to go up to play in Buffalo. Um, and, and they're favored, I think, by four or five up there right now. Wh- who would we, as the Steelers, who would we rather see win that game? Buffalo. Really? Even though that we could be competing with them for a wild card? Well, Buffalo's two games up on the Steelers right now. So yeah. 
and and we play them next week. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's a conference loss for a division competitor. Yeah, but it's not a division loss for the Ravens if they lose. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I uh, I always root against the Ravens. I hate those bastards. I, it's, I still it's do. Impossible. I don't care. Well, it was like last week on Thanksgiving, you know, Buffalo's playing at Dallas. And, and I mean, you know, technically I should be rooting for Dallas to beat Buffalo because of the AFC playoff positioning. I couldn't do it. There's no way. I could not in any good conscience at all root for the Dallas Cowboys. And I never oh, will. heck no. No and way. I never will. No. I, I, I mean, I don't care who it was. They could have been playing Satan and I wouldn't have rooted for them. Yeah. Um, They're I, playing I mean, right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thursday night or against the They're uh, up seven nothing on the Bears. Oh well, good for them. Maybe they're turning yeah, things the, around. Then again, maybe uh, not. Well, Mitch Trubisky sucks. You know oh, that. I mean, boy, that's that's the problem there. That that whole thing for the Bears. He's turned that thing. I mean, that, that set them uh, back years now with the trades well, that they made. But he, uh, he just scampered for a first down right after I, I said he sucked. So. Well, see, Maybe that'll motivate him. I doubt he it. He must have heard you. He must have heard yeah. you. Anyway, we're going to get out of here for the night. We're already talking about Bears Cowboys. Uh, make sure you check out the website, steelcityblitz.com, and follow us on Twitter at scblitz and uh, facebook.com slash steelcityblitz and Instagram and all that other good stuff because we are out there for your Steelers' opinions and enjoyment. So uh, for Mr. Ben Anderson, this is Steel Dad, and I am signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.